Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to my podcast. And today, I should say this morning, it's actually afternoon already, I've lost track of time. (laughs) This part of my podcast is my favorite part. It's the time that I get to talk about things in the spirit. And this is what this podcast is all about. A shift in the spirit. Now, the past two weeks, I have been going through some changes in my spirit that I can't explain. I wish I could, but I can't. Um, There's a spiritual shift going on inside me that God's presenting me. He's putting this in me, and I've been living it very, very um, much. I've been really living this spiritual presence in me since the last two weeks that I've never felt before. Even though I'm a born-again Christian, I've never felt this presence of God in my spirit. Um, Things I never thought about have come into me that have changed my way of really looking at things, sort of judging myself, being harsh on myself, because sometimes you have to, you know, sometimes I have to be hard on myself in order to make sure that I'm doing the work I'm supposed to be doing, that I'm walking down the right path, because let's face it, nobody is perfect. None of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. That's normal. That's very, very normal. You know, I think as Christians, sometimes we, uh, once we become born again, we think that's it. That's all we need is to be born again, like, you know, accept the Holy Spirit, get baptized in water, and it's over. Well, there's a lot more that needs to be done. There's a lot more that should be, that we should be doing. You know, number one is prayer. I mean, continuous, continuous prayer like we've never prayed before. Um, Asking for a greater enlightenment. You know, God, Jesus said that, you know, we go from glory to glory to glory. In other words, our faith is always um, changing to a stronger faith to a deeper faith than we've ever known in our lives. When I became born again, it was great. When I started speaking tongues, I was like, wow, you know, the Spirit of God came into me. Well, after that, you know, nothing much really happened in my life. And it was my fault. It was my fault, completely my fault. And I should have known better than to just abide by what I thought was okay. I am no, how do you say, I am no doctor in theology and I am not a doctor in faith, but I'll tell you one thing, my faith has changed completely, completely. You know, before I'd look around and I'd look at people and, you know, I'd I'd see them doing things and I never asked them if they needed help with anything, you know? 
I just went about my day-to-day -day life, you know? Like, just thinking about me. And granted, I don't need much in life. I really don't. I've, I'm over the materialistic things in life that I might need. I don't care about those extras in life that I might need. But one thing is for sure is that many times when we ask for things or many times when we plan things, we never really say, you know, if it's God's will, let it be done. doesn't matter what it is. could be buying a new car. could be buying a new house. could be getting a new job. I don't work. I'm retired. could be getting a new job. could be um, planning a vacation. Uh, could be many things. Planning a trip. Planning food. What food we're going to cook. You know, I mean, there's a lot of silly things that you can think about and say, well, what do you mean food? Sometimes, you know, we take it upon ourselves like as if we're, you know, totally in control of our destiny, of our life, of our direction, and we're not. We're not. God has proven to me time and time and time again that I'm not in charge of my destination. You know, just not. Everything that's happened to me has been by Him for me and not me. When something happens in my life now, it's like it's a nice surprise. It's a nice, it's an unexpected surprise that God gives me. It's an unexpected surprise that the, that God rewards me with. And I've had many in the past three years, but the last two weeks has been a very spiritual awakening in me that I've never, ever, ever felt before. It's something greater than I thought I'd be able to handle. Because sometimes it is overwhelmingly hard to handle because I don't, I want to be sure that I'm going in the right direction for God, you know. I, I want to be sure that I'm doing the things that are right to, for God, okay. And I have to be sure that all my plans are plans that he's had for me. And not my plans, it's his plans. I think about things that I'd like to do. But then it's up to him whether he thinks it's a good idea for me or not. Yeah, he gives us our own will. And that's dangerous territory when you think about that. He gives us our own will. Like he says, if you do my will, it'll be right. That's what God says. Do my will and everything will be right. But when God, but when we as humans on earth, we have our will, you know, turns out sometimes we make some really huge mistakes like I have. And believe me, I'm, I've made some gigantuan mistakes, enormous mistakes, you know, because I thought I was, I thought that I was doing the right thing by me, you know, and I was a car salesman. That's the only thing I can relate to. I was a car salesman, and I wasn't the best, but I wasn't the worst. I was somewhere in between, you know. I did okay. But the whole thing is, when I was a car salesman, my phraseology I used to use during the day was those, you know, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, 
I know what I'm doing. I don't need anybody's help. I can do this. I can sell this. I can sell that. Man, I'll tell you, I thought I was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. I thought that I didn't need anybody. I thought that, hey, I was the greatest thing that ever walked on earth. You know, I thought that I was the greatest thing since mom's apple pie. And I love mom's apple pie a lot. And so I'm talking to all of you, my brothers and sisters, in a way for us to, un for you to understand that the best part about being a Christian is knowing you're not perfect. Knowing you don't make the right decisions, knowing that you still need God, knowing that you can always go to Him, you know, because you know He uh, He commands intervention, He infuses His will into our life in a positive way. And I said something last night when I was doing my podcast is like there are times that. God's going to judge us, but he might judge us in a good way or he might judge us in a bad way for doing the wrong things. And that's when we have to sort of understand that. That he's going to tell us, hey, you're not doing what I told you to do. You're not doing what I suggested you do. You're not doing what I put in your mind and your heart and your soul to do. And God knows and sometimes we're doing the wrong thing. We're doing the wrong thing. And he allows us to keep doing that wrong thing so we can hit our head up against the wall and wake up and smell the, the job, as I call it. You know? He's going to make us see that our own way ain't worth diddly. Okay? Our own way doesn't count for diddly. Is that we have to ask him for his enlightenment. For his wisdom. Now what I'm going to talk about. Is the fact this thing of wisdom. As you grow. As I've been growing as a Christian. One thing I have learned. When I fear God. Not for punishment or any of that. No. But when I fear God's. Judgment of me. That's when. I. Acquire his wisdom. We become wiser when we understand God's judgment. Based on his word. Because one thing is certain that I can tell you is this. God always, Jesus always mentioned in the scripture is that. Faith comes by hearing and not seeing. Wisdom comes by hearing and not seeing. And that's so true. And sometimes being too self-assured of ourselves when we shouldn't be, we should be listening to Christ more often, is that when we think That by looking what other people have, that we can have a tool. But what other people are doing, we can do it too without God's help. Let me tell you, that's a useless piece of information. 
because it's not going to happen. No, we can see someone a big, beautiful house, and because of our jealousy, say, yeah, I'm going to buy a house. Next thing we know, we're up to our eardrums in debt. And I know because I was married, I've been married twice before, and I can tell you, doesn't happen. That's the dead wrong way to, uh, to live life. That's the wrong way to get wisdom. That's the wrong way to make a decision. That's the wrong way. I should say that's the wrong attitude to take in life. We should leave all the decision-making to Christ. Now, when I say this means when you pray, and I'm hoping that all of you pray every night, pray without ceasing means without stopping. This is very important because prayer leads to wisdom. Wisdom leads, leads to knowledge. Okay? So what I'm saying is this, is the fact that when we start having, or to, when we start taking the wrong attitude that we're more important, that our thoughts are more important than God's thoughts, that's a recipe for disaster. I'm telling you, because it's the true. It's a recipe for the disaster. Yes, let's say that we want to buy a house. And we take it upon ourselves that, man, we're going to buy that house. But we forget to ask God for his blessings in doing so. Say, hey, Lord, thinking about buying a house, Lord, I, I need your input. I need your wisdom, Father. Father, let this be your will, Lord, that I will have a house, that I will buy that house, if we're already looking at a house. You know, all these things that we take for granted, that we never go to Christ, and we should go to Christ on everything, on everything, 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 relationships, love, finances, possessions, health, Every aspect of our life, we should be giving it to Christ. We should go to Him for wisdom and knowledge. And we should go, go to Him all the time to make sure that our, that our wants and our thought process are in Him. That we do go to Him. I can tell you right now that I've taken a lot of decisions in my life that I should have never, ever, ever taken the decisions that I did because I didn't go to Christ first and talk to Him. And that's an, that's an extreme important part of my life now. Go to Him on everything. I go to Him on everything. I don't panic about, you know, stuff like money or what I'm going to eat. I don't panic about that stuff because I know He takes care of me. He takes care of me. He, all my necessities, all my provisions, He provides them to me. He provides me with everything in life that I need to live. Not luxury. I don't live in luxury. And frankly, I don't need to live in luxury. I don't need to show off to anybody. 
I don't need to prove myself to anybody. The only person I need to prove myself to is God. That's the only person I need to prove myself to is Christ. You know, before Paul became an apostle, okay, he was, how can I say this? He was an egomaniac. That's how I, how I like to describe him. He is an egomaniac, Paul. Oh, he was. He taught that he had everything he, he did was right. He killed people, beheaded people, did all this crazy stuff, but yet Christ went to him. When he wasn't expecting, he said, Paul, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? He was making Christ sad. So when Christ woke him up, when Jesus Christ woke Paul up and started to make him see that he had truly had to ask for forgiveness, he was tormenting Christ is what he was doing. And so I say to everybody is that, you know, before we do things, we should have a little talk with Jesus Christ, with God. We should talk to him and say, Father, I need your wisdom on this. I need your input. I need you to help me make the right decision. I need, I need you to, to help me to decide my actions, my thought process. What should I use? What shouldn't I use? What should I think? What shouldn't I think? These are the things that we should be asking Christ. These are the things we should be asking Christ for and talking to him. I talk to him like he's right here beside me every day. Because I know he listens to me. And when I hear him, and people say, what do you mean you hear him? Many times, many, many, many times I hear him talk to me. Not in my ears, but in my heart, I hear his voice. I hear him telling me things that I need to do. And that is something that took me a very long time to, to listen to him, to listen for his voice. It took me a long time to really, truly hear his voice. Ask him to talk to me. And he does talk to me through the Spirit. He does. Now tonight, I have a Bible study tonight. And I love my Bible studies because, well, we talk about things that, I should say, we talk about things and actions that we're thinking of doing or that I'm thinking of doing or that I'm, I'm looking at something, you know, my opinion, I'm looking at something in a specific way, and I shouldn't. I'm looking at something in a specific way, and I shouldn't. I should be asking for God to modify my thoughts and my actions and my words. I'm asking for God to grant me the wisdom to be able 
to to disciple myself. That's what I call it. To disciple myself in doing, in thinking, and in talking. As this is where we all know the tongue. Scripture talks about it actually in um, in Peter. Christ talks about it. The tongue is a vile thing. Why is it so vile? Because of the words that come out of our mouth. If we are to be Christ-like, we need to temper our tongues. We need to temper what we talk about and what we say. These are very important things. We need to catch ourselves saying the wrong things. We need to catch ourselves when we're thinking the wrong things. We need to catch ourselves when we're acting the wrong way. It's like when you know that what you're about to do is not too smart. And I'm not talking about logic. I'm talking about spiritually it's wrong. We need to ask ourselves, say, wait a minute. Am I acting the right way? What would Christ say if he was here on earth? And these are the things I mean. It's like we need to constantly be, we need to constantly pay attention to the things we say, do, and think. Constantly. And we need to be doing it every single day second of the day because we're on this earth we're not of this earth we are on the earth we are not of this world we christians are not of the earth we are not of the world we are of the spirit in heaven and christ talks about this all the time that's why this the that scripture says greater is he that is in me christ is in me so greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When people live by the things of the world, they land up going the wrong way. Like for instance, I'll give you a good idea. Not a good idea. I'll give you a good comparison. And scripture says this very loud and clear. A rich man. There's a 90% chance that a rich man will never make it to heaven. That his name will never be written down in the book of life. And I'll tell you why. Because the rich man is easy corruptible. A rich, it is very easy to corrupt the rich man because of money. Money is the corruption. Money is the root of all, the, of all evil. And that scripture even talks about it even further when it says it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle and the rich man make it to heaven. That's how accurate Christ is about it. That's how sure he is about it because he wrote the laws for those who could not discipline themselves. That's why you have Ten Commandments. It's for those who have a hard time discipling themselves and disciplining themselves to the word of God. That's why he created the word. That's why there's law. That's why there's justice and injustice. 
Those are the reasons why those things exist in the world. Those who continue to break the law in the world, they line up going to jail. They pay the price. And those people that continue to break God's commandments and break the law and not, and not how do you say, and not praise Him and glorify Him, they're, uh, they're not going to go to heaven. They're not going to make it to heaven. You know, we're living in very, very, very um, sensitive times. I don't use the word other words because it's sensitive times, not difficult times. Being with God, of God, being a Christian, it's not that difficult. It's not complicated. It really isn't. It really, really isn't. All we have to do is submit to Christ. Surrender to Him. All we have to do is to surrender our thought process, our emotional feelings, our physical actions, surrender all those things to God and he'll turn your life around. I'm not saying that he's going to promise you riches, no, but I'm telling that if you're going through a financial hard time, give it to Christ. Pray and give it to Christ and ask him for a miracle, a blessing, an anointment of prosperity for your life and your children. That's all you have to do. You just have to say it, but you just, and you have to walk that path every day. You have to pro, you have to praise his name, glorify his name. That name is the name above all names. Jesus Christ is the name that as soon as Satan hears his name, he runs for the hills. He wants nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Okay? That's why he got in the trouble he got, he got into with Christ. That's why he was kicked out of heaven, as I call it. Okay? He fell out of God's grace. Why? Because he just didn't get it. He just didn't understand it. And that's sad when you really think about it because now to me, it's sad. When I think about the old me, how I used to be, I say, man, what the heck was I thinking? Why did it take me up to 50 some odd years old to really accept Christ and to know him? Because he was already chasing me long before then when I was in my 30s. Christ was already chasing me to come to him, to come to him. And I would never, ever, ever surrender myself to him. And then when everything in my life fell apart, he wasn't punishing me. I punished myself by not listening to his voice inside my heart. I refused to listen to him. And when I refused to listen to him, my whole world fell apart. I lost a house, I lost, I lost everything in life. No place to live, 
I lost everything. I could go on and really elaborate more on this, but it all had to do with my stubbornness. And that's one thing that we have to admit to ourselves. We all have a stubborn streak in us. We don't want to listen. Okay? We do not want to listen to Christ's voice. We should be acting as a receptacle, was, you know, keeping it all in there. We should be listening to God, for God's voice. It should be on our radar, as I call it. But many of us do not. And I speak for myself also. Don't think that I'm speaking as someone who's perfect. No, I make my mistakes. But at least I know now, I have someone that I can go to and ask for forgiveness and help with my mistakes. And he comes to my aid. He comes to my rescue. And he grants me forgiveness. And he cleans, he erases all the things of my life constantly. Because he knows that I am doing I am making such, I'm not going to use the word effort. I'm following the map that he designed for my life. I'm following his map. And by following the map that he gave me, by walking on the right road that he placed for me, I know that salvation will be granted unto me. And that's what really brings the picture together. Like tonight I'll be, when I come out of my Bible class, I'm going to be recording uh, another podcast, but it will be based on Scripture. And... When I say based on scripture, I'll be I'll be reading scripture, but also I'll be um, defining scripture. I will be I don't like to use the word explain, but I will be taking it apart so that they will make sense for a lot of people. And so, this is why I'm here right now, is because God was talking to me. He said, what are you waiting for? You should be doing your podcast right now instead of watching television. I, mean, I was watching television, please show, you know, which we all know, which is Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and, and say, yes, Los Angeles. I watch all the shows like that because I really like to see shows of, you know, people helping people. And, um, I was just sitting here and Christ kept talking to me. Don't forget about doing your podcast. Don't forget about doing your podcast. Don't forget about your podcast. Finally, I decided to start the podcast a little bit later on today. But here I am. And you know what? When I'm doing my, my podcast is when I feel fulfilled. I feel fulfilled by Christ. 
I feel his presence in my spirit. I feel his presence around me because I'm doing his work. Because faith without works doesn't mean a thing to Christ. When you put faith and works together, it's when the pieces come together. And to me, at least I know by preaching his word and by testifying, by talking about um, Christian, being a Christian, what, the, what it's all about. And um, I call it the spiritual awakening. The spiritual awakening. And this is my hour to talk about those things. By dealing with the presence of God, by dealing and by, by really, really, really wanting Christ in our hearts and our minds and our souls, by focusing on Him, by, you know, our radar should be on Him, like I said, and we should really be focusing on Him. We should really be asking Him to fill us with His words. We should be asking Him to define His words and His works for us. He wants to define Himself to us. And it's not hard. Everything that God has written for us, what God has talked to us about, what God does in our lives, it's all quite simple. It should not be complicated. One thing I will tell you, that when you stop focusing on God and you become a real Christian, a born-again Christian, a real Christian, you're going to lose a lot of friends because they're going to notice that you've changed. You're going to lose a lot of the friends that you had before. Your drunken body buddies, your comrades who would go to bars with you and all this. You're going to lose all those people. But one thing I can tell you is when they see how you've changed, how humble you've become, how different you've become, they're going to want a piece of that. They're going to, they're going to ask you how how that change happened in your life. And now that you're Christians or you're becoming Christians, now you have the weapons to go out and fight Satan. Now you have the weapons to help people increase their faith. You're wearing God's suit of armor. The helmet, the whole nine yards. You are wearing God's suit of armor. Through your actions is how people will become influenced about God. Our actions will be the way that we influence people about Christ, about Christianity about the Holy Spirit.
I'm going to end this for right now, my friends. But before I do, anyone who's in the sound of my voice, please bow your heads and close your eyes as I pray a prayer for all of us and for our nation. Yes, for our nation. Father in heaven, we come before you, Lord, as your servants, your children, as your soldiers in your army. Lord, we ask for your constant enlightenment. We ask you for your constant strengthening of our faith. Lord, we ask you for your constant anointing, Lord, in our lives. Father, that you bless all of us with your wisdom. Father, that you poured the blood of the cross of your Son, Jesus Christ, over every single one of us, Lord. May we all have the desire to become closer and closer and closer to you, Father. Lord, that you heal anyone that's under my voice, that you heal every person that's listening to me right now, Lord, that you heal them of any illness, any infirmity, that you heal them from head to toe, Lord. Father, that you influence them in everything they do, everything they say, everything that they're, that they're thinking. And Lord, I pray this, Father. Lord, I pray blessings on our, on our nation, Lord. Father, and I pray that you remove all evil in our nation's government. Father, that we pray, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will place the right men in the office of presidency in our nation, Lord. Father, that you will turn this nation around again, Lord, that you will turn it, Lord, that this will be the greatest nation on earth that will be able to help millions and billions of people, Father. Lord, that you keep filling us with your spirit more and more, Lord, that each of us will desire you more and more and more every day of our lives, Lord. Father, that you will keep us safe during our travels, during our work. Keep our children safe if we have children in the house, if we have sons and daughters, keeping them safe, keeping them anointed, Father. Lord, that you bless every family with joy and love, patience, kindness. And Father, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we rebuke Satan and all his demons out of our homes, out of our lives, away from our path, that we walk with you, Lord. So, Father, I myself, Lord, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, but of the name that's above all names, 
the Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Good afternoon, and we'll talk to some of you later on, or all of you later on. Thank you.